Women Taking the Lead, episode 134. Really failing is not final. And um, you just got to fail fast and learn the lessons and apply the lessons to, to those failures and move forward and have that courage. I'm all about daring. So have that courage to continue um, and make it count. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognize to reserve your spot in our upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work you do. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Charisma Arrow, who is founder of the Dare to Be Iconic Academy and publisher of the forthcoming Charisma Magazine. As a visibility coach and iconic brand strategist, Charisma helps conscious entrepreneurs get visible, get known, and build an iconic brand that stands out to give them the income, impact, and freedom lifestyle they desire. The Charisma Show, a five-day-a-week business and lifestyle podcast, interviews today's inspiring and successful lifestyle entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and best-selling authors who share their stories, strategies, and tips. Now, Charisma, that's only a little intro for everyone. So tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Well, first, I want, I want to thank you, Jody, for having me on the show. It's um, I was really looking forward to this, and I'm excited to have this conversation with you today. So a little bit about me. Um, I would say about 10 years ago, I launched my first very business in, in interior design um, while working for full-time in the corporate world in Toronto. I mean, from Canada. And um, I was I was passionate about interior design from a child. I remember growing up and rearranging the furniture every weekend when it was my tar- turn to do the chores, much to my grandparents' dismay, because I wanted to have a focal point. And I had, you know, I had no idea what the focal point was about, but I knew that they had something had to be centered and, you know, the flow of the furniture had to be around a certain place in the room. And I commissioned my dad to build a full fireplace. Mind you, this is in Barbados, right? (laughs) One of the warmest places on the planet. And um, but yeah, I was passionate about interior design and went back to school to to learn interior design. But over the years, over the, the 10 years, I launched that into the world while still working full time. And, um, but I, I was not, it wasn't something, I was passionate about it, but I still felt a deep calling within me. And as years progressed, I, I connect with a lot of women entrepreneurs or women who were aspiring to be on women entrepreneurs. And they look to me for leadership and guidance. And this is how I really started answering the call, the call to to serve women entrepreneurs, to the call to to lead and um, to be really that go-to person. And, you know, I launched a couple other brands since then, but they was they were at the cusp of the internet coming into being. And marketing, like how you used to market before, has changed with the with the onset of, of the internet. And with that, we had to, my team and I, we had to sort of go back to, you know, to the drawing table because we weren't really reaching our clients based on old school marketing. And we had to go back to 
to really understanding, okay, how can we market? But those brands, after a while, they, they weren't any, they didn't really take off. And I decided to really focus on that deeper calling, that deeper calling to serve women. And that's when I, I myself got coaching as well as to really get me centered and grounded to answer the call. And that's when I started my own coaching business and consulting and really starting, started to serve who I am here to serve. And I believe that we all have a specific tribe of individuals that we all are here to solve a certain problem. We have a solution within us, but we need to answer that call. So that's my humble beginnings. I love that. And you know, what's really interesting is I can totally see the connection of whatever drew you to interior design, obviously, is what drew you to being a brand strategist, an iconic brand strategist, because basically you're doing a lot of the same work, but you're doing it online instead, like you're, you're for your clients brands rather than their homes you're being that designer. And it says a lot about anyone who can convince their father to build a fireplace in Barbados. <laughs> you know, that tells me a lot about your leadership skills, your powers of persuasion, you know, obviously knew what to say and that you can bring that into the work that you're doing now to, to, to be a leader, to know how to position things that much just must be like an incredible value add to your clients as well. So that's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> so, so clearly, you know, you've come a long way, you've pivoted, you've shifted, but everything worked and everything built upon each other and brought you to where you are today. You, in your voice, I can hear the confidence and the passion with which you speak. But for now, what I'm interested in is going back to a time in your life when you were playing small, right? When you didn't realize how capable you were. And it's usually years later in retrospect, we look back and shake our heads and go, what was I thinking? Why did I not believe in myself at that time? Share with us the story and the lessons you've learned. I would say the time that I was playing small was staying in the corporate world, even though I had launched my different brands in into the world and still having one foot in the corporate world and one foot in the entrepreneurship world. That is, I believe those years that I did that, that I really played small. And, you know, the jobs that I had, they were, they paid very well, six figures plus perks. There was a security, you know, you, you get all of those benefits when you're in the corporate world. And at the same time, having one foot in the entrepreneurship world. So if there's any time that I would look back and say, I wish that I had jumped into entrepreneurship 100% sooner was, was, would be that. That's when I played small to really jump in because there's lessons to be learned as an entrepreneur right? There's failures to be had and you can't get away from failing. And the important thing about failure is you need to fail fast so that you can really understand the lessons, get the lessons and move on. You pivot if you need to. And there's a lot of pivoting in an entrepreneur's life. And I'm sure you know mm -hmm. that. Yes. So <laughs> really fail, fail fast and get the lessons that you need to, to, to be able to move forward and to be able to get clear and have the clarity that you need to move your business faster and forward and reach the ideal clients that you're meant to serve. So that's, that's my, my small moment, not jumping in 100% into the entrepreneur, entrepreneurship world sooner. 
Yes. Yeah. Having one foot in, one foot out, which couldn't have been easy trying to juggle both things yes. at the same time and probably actually caused you more stress than if you had jumped in 100%. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it would have been a different kind of stress, but probably a little bit less and you would have been focused on what you needed to do. Yes. Um, so much amazing. sooner, right? Yeah. Right, right. You would have built your business a lot faster. And you know, for a lot of people, they don't make that leap into that entrepreneurship until they feel like they have to. I mean, that's my story. I'll be completely honest. I had the golden handcuffs on me, just like what you were saying. It was so comfortable where I was and I was appreciated and I loved the people that I worked with. But I knew, I knew for a few years before it ultimately ended up happening that I need, I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I knew I needed to be doing something else, but I didn't want to think about it because I was so comfortable that I admire people who consciously make the decision. Like I'm going to leave this behind and I'm going to walk away. Yes. And it, it takes something, but so worth it once you do it. It's true. All right, Charisma, now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake-up call. It could have happened all of a sudden, like a bolt of lightning hitting hitting you, or it could have been a slow awakening. But I find that even with the slow awakening, there's a moment, right, where you, you decide to move forward and take action. So tell us the story of your wake-up call and the steps that you took that led to your success. My wake-up call came about four years ago. When I had, you know, during the 10 years, I was one foot in, one foot out of the corporate world and and in my business, I had planned to, you know, I'm going to do my business 100%. And the plan was about four years ago that I was going to jump into and do it 100% the following year. So I was making plans to do that. However, things just took a turn. I, I had to take leave, a medical leave from the current job I was at, the last corporate job I was at, and uh, short-term disability. And uh, when I came back, the day I came back, I was told that my, my job was no longer required, that they were downsizing. Now, this was a major blow for me because I was already planning out in the next year, maybe like six months out or so, that I was going to go into my business full time. So I was making plans to go into my business full time. You know, from a financial perspective, emotional perspective, I also had partners at the time, my life partner at the time and other business partners that were part of my my company. And um, it was just like a snowball. Everything just started to fall apart. Mm-hmm. You know, I came back and no longer had that security. Um, my business partners and I, we decided that they wanted to pursue other um, opportunities. My life partner, we went our separate ways and, and he was also part of a business partner. And it was just like everything was just falling apart. And I remember that day sitting when I got the news and I walked into the office and they told me, you know, or we are downsizing your job, you know, position is no longer required. I made a commitment there and then that I was going to, no matter what, do my business, go into my business 100% hell or high water to make it a success no matter what. And I wasn't going to look back. And I haven't looked back. Has it been easy? No. But I am certainly, every day that I wake up, I am certainly serving the individuals that I'm meant to serve. I am, you know, I am driven. And, you know, my family and friends can tell you that I'm very driven and very passionate about what I do. But I believe that I am living my purpose. I'm living a purpose-driven life. And I would not have been able to do that if I had continued doing that one foot in and one foot out. And 
over the, the last four years, I've gotten really clear on how I can serve, how I can show up, what I am meant to do in the world, and the bigger vision that I have for myself and, and for the company that I'm building. So that, that was my, my wake moment. No longer to have one foot in. And I, I it's like I had to be shaken out of it, you know? <laughs> Even though I was yeah. making plans, I had all the plans yeah. in the world, but that day was... That was a, the day that um, was my big wake-up moment. Yeah, you had started your business, but this was the moment when the universe was like, you're in. Exactly, <laughs> you exactly. Know? Stop playing oh. small and just do this thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That must have been, you know, just a crazy, crazy time. You know, we've all can look back at different times in our lives where it was just like a whirlwind, like all sorts of things. We're just hitting the fan all at the same time. But, you know, being so sure, you know, at that moment that this is what I'm meant to be doing and I need to go forward, go forward, you know, alone without your partner, you know, but one step at a time, making it happen. Yes. And here you are. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> so this is a good segue because now I'm really curious, you know, a woman who's come through that experience, who's gone on to be successful and is continuing to grow your brand and your company. I'm curious about leadership style because we all lead differently. We actually, I don't know about your history, but I found that the times in my life when I was trying to, when I was looking at somebody going, okay, that's what a leader is. Those are all the things that I should be doing. It wasn't always the best thing to do. Like I was trying to be that person rather than model their leadership style or try it out. And that's where I would oftentimes like try out things that didn't fit me and didn't suit me well. So what I want everyone to get in is appreciation that we all have different leadership style based on our personalities and our strengths and our life experience. So Charisma, how would you describe your leadership style? I would say my leadership style starts with really, you know, leading the client or the individual through to getting clear on their vision and what they're meant to do in this world. And then taking the dare approach. I'm very, my message in my platform is dare to be iconic. And the word dare means to have the courage to do something. And in entrepreneurship and in life, we always have to take risks. We always have to step out of our comfort zone and do things that we feel uncomfortable or we feel we have a fear around it. And if we don't dare and we don't take the risk and we don't step out, then we're not, we, we're always going to play small and we're not going to accomplish the things that we're meant to accomplish or help the individuals that we're meant to help. And at the same time, while daring, I, I take a no BS approach. You know, when I work with my clients, I hold a bigger container for them. I see, I have this gift that I can see that, that bigger, um, bigger container and I hold it for them. I see, you know, this is where I can see you growing into and I hold it and I, I have this no BS um, approach that you can do it. You know, I hold, you know, sometimes I have to hold their hand. Sometimes I have to be really, um, let's say with love. But mm -hmm. you take a no BS approach because sometimes, you know, all the excuses can come up and why they feel that they can't or they won't or they shouldn't. So that's mm -hmm. my approach, holding that, encouraging them to, to be courageous, but at the same time, having a no BS approach to the excuses that are going to come up and saying, looking fair in the eyes and saying, you know what, I don't have time for you because fair is either going to hold, is usually most of the fact they hold, it hold us back. So yeah, I would say the combination of the two, um, mm -hmm. daring, 
with a no BS approach. Yes. And I know for some people, the no BS approach can sound scary, but I can say as a coach that the times in my experience where I accepted my client's excuses, right? And was just like, oh, they're there. Yes, yes, of course, of course, you know, you couldn't get everything done. That those were the times when I was not serving them well, right? They have plenty of people in their life who will give them they're there. That's too bad. Exactly. But I'm the person they're paying to make sure that they're hitting their goals, right? That holds them accountable because they don't want to look back after six months and and wonder what did we accomplish in our time together? You know, I'm here to make sure that I'm the person who sees them as bigger than they might see themselves. And that's what I hear when I hear you saying the no BS approach, like you are bigger than excuses. You can get this done. Exactly. Exactly. And then you're right. It, It is our role to, to hold that, that bigger container and to, you know, don't take any excuses because like you said, if we do, if we allow the excuses to be, to stop them, then we're not serving. We're not serving at our highest potential at all to our clients. Right. We're not their friends. No, we're not. I mean, we're, we're friendly. <laughs> I am, I'm a really friendly person, but it, like, that's not the role I've, I, and I'm even friends with some of my clients because some of my clients are friends who've hired me, but I, I'm very clear. Like when we're working together, when we're in session, I'm not your friend. Yes, exactly. I'm a different, I'm a different person. I'm playing a different role, yes. you know, and I make sure that they can understand that because it's so true in that role. You can't be, you know, all love and support. It, there has to be some, and you promised you would do this. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, Charisma, what is the biggest leadership or business challenge that you're faced with right now? I would say, well, we, we're in the process of launching a magazine and um, it's really about really getting out, getting the word out and making the connections to really build the, the brand behind the magazine and build out the online platform. So I would say that's the biggest challenge. It's a, it's a big goal. It's a big vision. And uh, it's, we're just taking it one day at a time and moving forward towards the goal. So that's the biggest thing that I'm working on right now. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's stopping you. It's no. just something exciting. <laughs> it is something exciting. Exci- like climbing a mountain, like, I am going to get over this. I love that. And on the flip side, Charisma, what is one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about and want to share with us? Well, besides the magazine, I would say the magazine is a, is a one-stop um, platform for women entrepreneurs to inspire, encourage, motivate, and to give them action advice for the life and business. It's a lifestyle and business um, magazine and platform. So I'm like, really excited. I mean, it carries both its excitement, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I mentioned before, it's like the biggest challenging thing that I'm doing right now. So, but I'm really passionate about that to see that become, you know, be a success. And is this going to be an offline and an online magazine? Yes. So there will be, it'll be online digital um, versions of the magazine as well. We are offering um, printed versions of the magazine bi-monthly. So every other month there'll be a print edition of the magazine as well. And Charisma, what kind of content is going to be in the magazine? I mean, I have a picture of your client who you work with, but what kind of content is the magazine kind of um, showcase? Well, we have uh, interviews with successful entrepreneurs, mainly women entrepreneurs and a few few uh, male entrepreneurs as well, because we can glean a lot from, from male entrepreneurs who are doing amazing things in the world. And it's also going to have uh, actionable advice from our contributors who are 
located all over the world. So that will be advice on, you know, business um, building, um, health and wellness, how to, you know, your image from a, a, a physical perspective. So it's, it is a, a holistic approach to the woman entrepreneur. I found that, you know, when you go to the, looking for a magazine, you can find business magazines or lifestyle magazines, but mm-hmm. to date, I haven't found one that's taking the holistic approach for a woman entrepreneur that I believe that there's no, there's no distinction or no separation if when you're an entrepreneur between life and business there's there's an integration so we want to provide a holistic approach that will give you actionable advice as well as inspire you through stories and interviews from other entrepreneurs who are daring greatly and having a great impact in the world i love it all right charisma now i'm going to do a quick leadership roundup so tell us what is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader I would say in the every day before I do anything is to meditate and prayer and really visualize a positive outcome for my day. I remember when um, I used to the first thing I used to open my eyes and grab my laptop and check my emails. I am recover. I have recovered from that <laughs> <laughs> because when you do that, you are actually not setting up your day for success. You are succumbing to somebody else's schedule and are responding to something that uh, that may need an attention right away without even focusing or having an idea how you want your day to be to to work out or to be successful. So that's what I do. Prayer and meditation every single day before I do anything. Mm. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? I would say the one thing. And I don't recall the, the author's name right now, but it, it's, it has helped me to really get focused because I, I, I call myself, I describe myself as yin and yang. I am creative, but yet I'm very analytical. So I have the balances um, between the two. And so sometimes focusing can be a challenge uh, one thing at a time. So that, that book has really stood out in my mind. Yeah. And I don't remember the author either, but the links and everybody knows the links and all of that is going to be in the show notes page. So we'll, we'll have that, but I have seen a presentation on the book, the one thing, and what I gleaned from it was like really getting at the heart at what are the, the things that must happen before the bigger goal can be accomplished, like it, and getting it down to like the habits, like your morning ritual of setting up your day is one of the is like the one thing yes. for your for the for your day and focusing in on things that are easy and within our control and when i say easy i don't mean like you know everything's easy but it's very uncomplicated simplified and something very actionable that it just sets you up for success for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, exactly. which is really great. Yeah. I love that. It's a great, great book. book. Yeah. Great book. All right. And charisma, what advice would you give your younger self? I would say my younger self, you know, just just go for it for the things that I desire. And um, I, I would say dare, dare much sooner. I've, you know, just dare, just do it, just have the courage and do it much sooner. I mean, I am a person that what I, I want to achieve, I go after. But for my younger self, I would say just do it much sooner. Mm. And, you know, that seems to be a trend lately. I really want to get at, you know, why is it that we're always afraid to just 
jump and go for something really like and we it still happens to us to this day right at any age you know we're usually holding back on something but really getting at like what's the psychology of what's going on there because i think i think everyone to some degree would say i'd look back and tell myself just do it <laughs> just just do it stop thinking about it stop hesitating stop procrastinating just do it but we but we then continue the behavior even as we get older so something just some my musings and something I'll have to unpack at some point yes so. I, I think too one of the things that hold us back from doing the things much sooner than we desire is our mindset and our limiting beliefs and I remember um, doing I, I mean working on my mindset and limiting beliefs is something that I do daily on a, is a part of my lifestyle but really coming to that place and understanding that there are limiting beliefs that we that we acquire from a child when we were growing up or our parents told us or or people who you know who raised us our environment and it they become ingrained in who we are and they can certainly hold us back from when we want to accomplish things the fears around certain things may come up and they're based around these limiting beliefs so that's the other part i would say working on my mindset much sooner and really coming to that place and really understanding, yes, that your mindset and your limited beliefs can have a, uh, an impact on you. Amen. True. Always have to be mindful of that. Yeah. All right, Charisma, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Okay. My success quote is success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts by Winston Churchill. And that really sums up everything that I'm about, you know, that really failing is not final. And um, you just got to fail fast and learn the lessons and apply the lessons to, to those failures and move forward and have that courage. I'm all about daring. So have that courage to continue um, and make it count. Yes, we have we wrap so much meaning around failure and what it means to fail and what that looks like. And we make it out like it's so detrimental. But the reality is we've all experienced multiple failures exactly. and we're and we're still successful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we have to. I mean, failure is not a bad thing. You know, yeah. it's it's about, OK, so this didn't work out. So now that means that I need to pivot. I need to take a different direction. It's not the end of the world when you fail. And uh, I think we have to have a different mindset, a different perspective on failure failure that, you know, I saw a quote somewhere recently and they said that it, you're not an entrepreneur until you failed a hundred times. And it's so true. <laughs> right? Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Cause everything's an experiment. Yes. Like when you're an entrepreneur, you know, even, even if you're modeling yourself after somebody else who's hit success, it's never exactly the same. You are not that person. Your circumstances are different. Your personality is different. So everything's an experiment. And, and you know, the days when things go off without a hitch, Oh my goodness, what a good day. Like <laughs> yes. mark it on the calendar. It was a blessed day and just get ready for tomorrow. And you know what I find is um ha you know, having been in business almost 6 years now, you just you don't relate to failure in the same way. It was like my thought now is just like, oh, well, that didn't go the way we thought it was going to go. Right. Well, you know, and you learn from it and you figure it out and you move on. You do I don't find myself pondering failure the way I used to when I was younger. Yes. Like it just, it did feel fatal. It felt, oh my God, everyone's going to look at me differently <laughs> and my life is over as I knew it. And now it's just like, ah, all right, we'll do better tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> 
All right, Charisma. Lastly, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? Well, I am on Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, all under Charisma Arrow. So that's K-H-A-R-I-S-M-A-A-R-O. So you can find me on those major uh, platforms and connect with me there. Yes. And I, it's a funky spelling of your name. I love it. It's with the K. Yes. But for those of you who are on the go, don't worry about it because, you know, you can find all the links and resources at womentakingthelead.com. You know, you could just put Charisma Arrow in the search bar or she'll just be in the list. So don't even worry about that. All the links to find her are there because I know people are going to want to be reaching out to you. And Charisma, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life? Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognized to reserve your spot in my upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work that you do. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me, and here's to your success.